Hello, and welcome to the first Burl Collie Leadership Institute training of 2022. And Happy New Year to everyone. I am Donna Brown, uh, co-chair of the Burl Collie Leadership Institute. And presenting with me tonight is going to be Carrie Muth, who is one of our newer committee members. Uh, but before we uh, actually start our presentation, I want to thank Danette Dixon, who is our host, and you'll be hearing from her in a little bit, and for Katie Frederick, who is our streamer, and I want to thank all those who have joined us on Zoom as well as on ACB Media. I know there are some other things going on, and uh, ironically, some other uh, another meeting with some affiliate leaders, <laughs> so maybe they'll join us when they finish their meeting. Uh, so we're going to do our presentation first, and then we will welcome any questions from participants. So if you're like me, you might have to write your question down because you might not remember it, especially if you think of it at the beginning. Um, but also, we're hoping to allow a little bit of time at the end for any participants who have uh, suggestions of future leadership training topics and we always look for, you know, feedback, input from the our fellow leaders out in ACB. So we will get started, and you are going to be hearing from myself, Donna Brown, and Carrie Muth. We're going to kind of go back and forth so you don't get tired of listening to one of us, you know, at a time. <laughs> so our title of our presentation tonight is a recipe for leadership. And the main part of this information was taken from an article that was written by a gentleman, Ken Wasco. And if you would go online and, and look at this, um, it was written primarily with owning a business in mind and, and really a restaurant uh, is, is what the initial article was, but we, we have um, tweaked it so that it should be beneficial to all of you. So we'll get started a recipe for leadership. So from the right ingredients to knowing when to adjust, there are six strong, uh, six strong recipe uh, bleh, ingredients for a good recipe and for leadership. And these are six ingredients that recipes and leaders have in common. You might think how in the world, but anyway. So making a really great, uh, effective leader is a bit like making a delicious cake. We all know that making a cake starts with a recipe and even if you follow that recipe, the cake does not always turn out the way you had intended. It can take a lot of practice to blend the right amount of each ingredient. So being an effective leader is the same way. It starts with a recipe followed by a lot of practice. You must blend the right ingredients at the right moment adding a pinch of this and a dash of that when necessary. And leadership works the same way and it'll make more sense after we get finished. So it's a good idea 
to take an occasional taste to evaluate your progress. Understand that there are going to be mistakes along the way, and sometimes the results might fall flat. Uh, I'm not a cake baker, and that has happened to me many times with cakes. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, after this presentation, uh, looking at leadership like a recipe makes some sense. They can both be part science uh, and part art. It's not just a formula, it's a process, one where adjustments are needed to achieve the desired result. So using the recipe creation process as a guide, Carrie and I are going to share six things leaders and recipes have in common. So take it away, Carrie. Awesome. Thanks. And the first thing we want to do is begin with the end in mind. So if we're going to bake a cake, we always start with the same basic ingredients. With the best chocolate cake still has flour, eggs, sugar, those types of things. What really makes it special is the embellishments, such as the cocoa powder, fine dark chocolate, and all that other yummy stuff you add in to make it into what you're envisioning. Leadership really works the same way. We really want to start with our end goal in mind. And we want to consider all the ingredients with a clear picture of what the end we want. So if we want happy members who will tell the members about our, our, our food and come back to dine again, or in a lot of our things, tell them about our affiliate and come back to hang out and, you know, work towards our goals. We want to make sure everybody on our leadership team has the right goal in mind um, and are focused on it. The members in our affiliate that are on our board and committees are our ingredients for our cake. <laughs> and we need to work together to reach that goal. It always works best when the goal is clear and everybody understands what we're working for. Make sure everybody in your affiliate has a clear picture of where we're heading and finding out what we're going to achieve. If we're making a cake and some of your members think we're making spaghetti, I don't think we're going to be working on the same page, right? <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be definitely across purposes. As in a recipe success is measured on the ability to repeat the formula or make the adjustments to get the right, to get the best cake possible. So if we're trying for consistency in our um, leadership, we want to move into other parts of it and really look at our ingredients that we're putting into our affiliate. So Donna, I think you're up for number two. I am. So we're going to start with the familiar items with our recipe. Uh, so a recipe, uh, uh, a recipe starts with a list of ingredients. Generally, anytime you look at a written recipe at the top, you've got the ingredients. It's kind of hard to 
make the recipe if you don't know what you need at, at the beginning. So these, in, in this case, would usually be sort of the staples that you might have at your house. Like for a cake, it might be such things as flour, sugar, eggs, etc. So depending on the kind of cake you are preparing, additional ingredients may be needed. Uh, so one job of a leader, and if you really kind of think about this, is to become very educated about each component of your organization slash affiliate, whatever you want to. If we use organization or affiliate, they're kind of synonymous in, in this presentation. So um, our affiliates have many components. Uh, we have our members, we have our board, we have our committees. Um, hopefully we have our, our projects. Uh, and then, you know, there's the, the things that are necessary, the paperwork that needs to be done to keep our affiliate legal and, and those kinds of things. But one very important example is to learn the strengths of your members. Each member of your affiliate has strengths. Uh, and one of the best ways to learn those strengths is to get to know your members. Um, they, all of your members have to be at their best and work together for your organization to be successful. It's a team effort. Uh, even though you have boards, committees, even if you have a, a member who maybe is not on a board or a committee, they're still part of the team. Um, as with creating a recipe, a change to one of those ingredients can affect the other ingredients. And oftentimes the end result, uh, which would be the cake, is not what you thought it was going to be. So a delicious cake served on a dirty plate means that there is a glitch somewhere in your end product. Uh, so in regards to leadership, this is a reminder that it's just as valuable to understand what the dish crew does. And that would be the people who maybe in your affiliate who kind of work behind the scenes. Those members might be people who make phone calls to check on other members. Uh, they might be those who make phone calls to invite people to meetings or remind people of meetings and those kinds of things. Um, and then, uh, so those members who work, yeah, excuse me, those members who work behind the scene and, and, and those are people who make the organization function without, you know, people don't even notice what they do and they are, they're very important. Um, so it also is important to know what the chef is putting on the menu. Uh, and so that would be like to know what the goals, the president or slash leaders, board, whoever it might be, what their goals are for your organization. And Carrie, I believe you're next. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> once you're doing that, it's time to learn about the items you don't know. So once you get a, handle on the familiar part if it's a recipe okay so hey we know what what flour and sugar and that stuff's but knows it's time to find out more about some of those embellishments like you know there's lots of different types of chocolate <laughs> and depending on what you do with that chocolate your cake's going to turn out differently <laughs> um 
And so some of those, so in getting more into the, the nitty gritty, you might have to read up on things, conduct research, ask questions, but most of all, listen. You know, our affiliates have a great wealth of information in the people that have been here for a long time. And it's really important, you know, their, their history of our organization and their knowledge, their back story of it all is very valuable information and making sure that, you know, we appreciate and listen to um, the information that they know on our, <clears throat> on our affiliate. And this is kind of where you can exhibit the difference between being a boss or being a leader. And, you know, you do get those uh, people in leadership that are more of a dictatorship, which is more of a boss role. So a boss is someone who's more in charge and they assign tasks and make crucial decisions. They're not often a team player. They're more of that dictatorship. And we really want to work with leaders and a leader is more somebody who influences and gets the most out of others. And, you know, a lot of this is, you know, helping people grow through some of these leadership trainings and encouraging them to bring into their strengths into your affiliate. Those things all work better. Um, and if you're setting goals and leading by example, you can really lead your organization and it's a real effective way to reach some of those goals. And, you know, by really digging into some of those things that you are showing your team in your affiliate, that you're dedicated and you're committed to getting to know them and sharing in a same goal and it also builds trust, which is really important. When you have good people backing um, you, know, it's a good leadership team. You can really reach the goals that you are looking for. And, you know, another big advantage of this is it's helping your teammates develop their skills that will enhance and get our recipe to be more successful. So Donna, you're up for number four. Yes. Number four, experiment with outcomes. <laughs> so as a leader, it, it's very important to treat all members the same. But one critical thing is to mentor everyone differently. And we'll talk more about that just here in a little bit. So it's similar to refining the recipe in, in in a cake or whatever you might be making. We, you're, we're making a cake tonight. But um, So the next time you make that cake, you may need to decrease the amount of flour slightly maybe to make it a little more moist, or you may just want to add nuts to the recipe. So with leadership, you probably know the roles of each person on your team. And that could be on your committees, your board, and, and, and your members in, in general. But do you really know those people? So um, I, I think these next few thoughts are pretty critical for uh, 
success as, as a leader and for your affiliate to have success. Um, new leaders may need extra training to perform the tasks for which they are responsible. And that's good. That's okay. Uh, as, as a leader, you need to respect um, the, the training that, that new leaders need. And as a new leader, hopefully you will feel comfortable asking a, a more seasoned leader for help when, when you need it. Um, but some people, some leaders just might need to be pointed in the right direction. Uh, they might have been leaders in, in another organization carrying out those same tasks. And, and in your affiliate, they might, might need to just be pointed in, in the right direction. But everyone, regardless of their role, needs to know how they will benefit by achieving the organization's goals. And so even I think as a, a member who maybe has is being asked to be a leader and they're trying to consider it, it's important for them to know how they will benefit from helping the organization achieve its goals. Uh, so this kind of transparency puts everyone in the game together and gives your leaders more confidence. And Carrie. All right, great. Number five, refine your recipe. Any chef will tell you that it's important to taste your creation. And you know what? I get rasped by people for this because I taste as I cook. <laughs> because you never know when you need to add a little bit of salt or a little pinch of that or, you know, all those kinds of things. And, you know, so a strong leader really needs to be honest, flexible, and have an open mind especially when something fails. And, you know, we've all been in leadership for a while and we've seen some of these great ideas we have that flop. And that's part of being a leader and learning from those to refine it to find some sort of success. And, you know, nothing ever changes without failure. And a true leader can admit the failure and learn from it and move forward in their organization. And sometimes that is listening to others and, you know, help relying on that team that you're developing in, in the previous step that you were talking about, Donna, you know, help, helping those people gain those skills so that they they're moving up and getting their jobs and, you know, the wealth of information um, <clears throat> really helps to move forward. And a lot of times in leadership, we're dealing with second guessing and, you know, dealing with challenges at every step. And we really want to have a willingness to try and knowing that we may fail, but that willingness to try can empower everyone to be fearless change agents. Back to you, Donna. Okay. Um, adapt to the circumstances. Mm, yes. So once you think your recipe is just right, it's time to put it to the test. Bake that cake, let it cool, and serve it. 
Uh, so as a leader, encourage your team members to plant their feet and grow. And that is really the main purpose of these monthly leadership trainings. Good leadership builds future leaders. I like that. Good leadership builds future leaders. Uh, so when selecting leaders in your affiliate, seek members who truly enjoy what they are doing. Uh, you know, those members who are really excited to be part of the of your affiliate. Um, they're with excitement generally comes success and action and, and work. Uh, once you have created the personality of your recipe, it's only a matter of making small adjustments to divert, oh, excuse me, deliver a consistent product. So in closing our part of this training, uh, we want you to um, leave with this thought. So there's an inspiration behind every recipe uh, and or leader, of course. What makes this recipe your own is the amount of attention to detail you choose to put into it. Uh, the same is true with leadership. Attending to the details brings success for your affiliate or organization. So that concludes our, our main presentation. And I'm going to turn it over to Danette to give people instructions of how they can raise their hand. And, and I'm hoping people have comments or questions. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <clears throat> from from a, a PC to raise your hand, it's Alt-Y. From a Mac, it's Options-Y. On your iPhone, it's in the lower right-hand corner under the more options and keep swiping until you get to raise your hand. And on the landline, it's star nine. And to mute, you'll get a prompt when, when, when it's your turn to speak that, that the host would like you to unmute. To unmute on a PC, it's alt A. On a Mac, it's command shift A. On your iPhone, it's in the lower left-hand corner. And on the landline, it's star six. Okay, let me see. Okay. Jamaica, you can unmute. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can, Jamaica. Hello. Hello. I have a very important question to ask because we just lost one of our one of our very important leaders for our for our um, local chapter here, where I, where where I reside, where I live, and I am the new vice president of the affiliate. My question is: Do we need to look into a paid, a paid uh, treasurer, or 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 can we or or can we look at trying to find a treasurer that would be free? Because um, we just just found this out just not more than two two weeks ago. So I am looking for information. Thank you. 
so uh, this is Donna. Um, you know, I certainly don't know the the makeup of your affiliate or you know any, or chapter. Um, most of the time, I think most ACB, especially chapters, uh, it's the treasurer is usually one of the members um, who does not get paid. <laughs> uh, we're all volunteers. And um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to answer that, uh, not knowing exactly, you know, the, your chapter. But, you know, I, I think that the best thing probably to do is, you know, let the membership know that, uh, you know, you're in need of a treasurer. And, you know, and, and also that's where it comes to getting to know your members. Uh, there's probably somebody in there, you know, who probably could do it. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Carrie. Um, I, I was going to say similar things. And, you know, I know there are people that, um, you know, have a background in every affiliate and that getting to know your members is so important. And a lot of people are pretty hesitant to take on the treasury job. So, you know, if, you know, there's somebody that could even mentor them, even, you know, if, if you're looking at a chapter of an affiliate, you know, you might be able to reach out to another chapter of your affiliate or the main affiliate board for assistance. Um, you know, if somebody's needing some advice on how to handle that. And I think this goes back to having some systems in place in your organization. Um, you know, having a a way that the treasury is done so that, you know, having a couple people know kind of how it's done so that when somebody new has to step in, um, if there is an all of a sudden somebody not there to mentor, that there are people. But really, you know, most, I think most affiliates don't pay for somebody in that position. Um, yeah. So, so reach out and see if you can find somebody. That'd be great. Thank you, Jamaica. Ray Campbell, you can unmute. There, I found there, I found the button. Hey, you two, good, good presentation, uh, Don and Carrie. Um, so I think one of the things too, that um, uh, just would make a couple of comments. One is that you mentioned um, uh, learning from um, failure. And I think it's really important, especially for newer leaders. You know, we're all going to make mistakes. None of us are perfect. And really, when something goes wrong, you know, you, you know, think of it as, don't think of it as a failure, but think of it as an opportunity, as a learning opportunity to say, hey, you know, hey, this didn't go the way we wanted it to, but what do we learn from that? I think that's really important because that's going to help you do uh, a better job uh, the next time uh, that you uh, that you take on something. I think the second thing is too is uh, uh, and I think Carrie kind of touched on this, and that's important to be be flexible. You know, when you think about a cake. You know, maybe you start out with the idea of making a chocolate cake when you have you know your basics, your flour, your eggs, and, you know, different things like that. But then, oh, I don't have chocolate, but oh, I have vanilla or I have 
strawberry and you know maybe you 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 pivot and i think all of us as leaders and especially in the last couple of years have really learned the importance of both in our professional and acb lives the importance of of pivoting and being able to pivot and having that flexibility so uh, great presentation you guys i just wanted to add those two um, comments to the mix great thank you yes flexibility is is a ticket to life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anybody coming in? You can unmute. Okay. Good evening. Hi, Kenneth. Hey, glad that you are all you all are on tonight, and thanks for presenting. Uh, I like when you uh, spoke, Donna, about adapting. It's very important. So I want to make a comment about adapting, and before you even get there. I believe uh, the, one of the greatest things we can do to help someone to lead well is encourage them to build a foundation, start small. Some people want to, they get excited about seeing someone else in leadership and they see them shine. So they want to start from the top and try to run for uh, a, a president's position without even having built a foundation, uh, such as uh, getting to learn about the organization before you really go into leadership, have someone to mentor you if you're really interested in leadership to make sure that you get some input that will help you to be a strong leader. And as you start from the bottom after building a foundation, it'll be easier for you to, for you to learn and adapt as you grow. But if you're trying to start from the top, uh, it may be hard. You may end up, uh, if you get that opportunity, you may end up not lasting long if you don't, uh, if you face a tough time and you're not able to, you feel like it's hard for you to adapt, and you may just back out. So no. it would be much Boys better if someone would uh, make sure that they have uh, adequate training and uh, input from a mentor before they try to move too fast. Great, great, great comments. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that is great. And, you know, um, you know, Kenneth, that brought me back to circling back, like Jamaica's question about the treasurer, um, you know, in our affiliate, you know, we've had a treasurer the last several years who's the daughter of our previous treasurer. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you really struggle to find some people. And so, you know, offering those training opportunities, we're actually looking, we have a, a younger member that's interested, but doesn't have a bookkeeping type background. So we're actually looking at doing like a, an internship type role where they can work with the current treasurer to learn some of those skills. So even when they're not in those official positions, you know, having people in those positions willing to mentor new members um, and, and not fade that enthusiasm so that the, the, they're gaining the skills as they go through and learn more about the organization and, and gain in their own skills towards that leadership is real important. Lucy, you can unmute. All right. Thank you so much. Um, I have a real problem. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to start an affiliate of the Braille Revival League in the state of Michigan. And so we're talking ground up here. And I have never started any kind of organization or affiliate. And I've had 
two meetings with people that are semi-interested, although everybody is really leery about doing this. And I don't really know why, except the fact that I know we have to get our 501c3 status and the whole business and everybody's like, oh, we don't want to do that. You know, nobody, I mean, every, you know, so I don't know where to go. I, I've had the president of the, you know, the uh, National uh, Braille Revival League come, Paul Edwards, and also Jane Corona, the treasurer. And um, I just can't seem to get any real direction on on where to go. And I mean, can you give me some pointers on who I might talk to on actually starting an affiliate? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I think you did the right thing by first going to the Braille Revival League itself because you're trying to start an affiliate, you know, a a Michigan affiliate of that special interest affiliate. I I mean, I think that's, you know, that was the first place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I've I've not done it either. And like in West Virginia, we don't have any. Um, we have local chapters, but we don't have any um, special interest uh, chapters. You know, uh, affiliate or whatever. Um, so to, to tell you, like just one particular person, I <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some of the mo- more recent. Well. Um, Somebody, I don't know who all was involved in it, but the um, AAVL um, in Oregon mm-hmm. and California are newly started affiliates. Jeff Tom might be a good right. person. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. That's actually what I, who I was going to suggest because he did help the Oregon affiliate right. um, get going in some direction. And because the Oregon affiliate is also a chapter of Oregon, ACB of Oregon, so it has dual affiliation. Um, so that's so that's another thing to just consider. Um, so is this just going to be a special interest? We don't know chapter? yet. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. See, that's one of the things that our group can't seem to decide on whether it's going to be under the auspices of the Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired, or if it's just going to be, you know, a separate special interest affiliate of of ACB. I mean, you know, of, mm-hmm. of BRL. And I, I, I don't know which I would prefer. I don't know. Well, and it could be. Um- worth looking in to see if it if it could be dual like the one in Oregon. Yeah, um, I think the the California one is is too. And and a lot of mm-hmm. your I know Kentucky, you know, has a um, couple of different special interests uh, and I think their chapters are, you know, affiliates of both or, you know. What are the benefits of that? Well, well then you get um, you know, the benefits of being part of the Braille Revival League plus being part of the the state so so like our Oregon AAVL members they still you know get the information from ACB of Oregon as well you know they get to be able to go to our convention and they get all those you know member privileges of being part of ACB of Oregon in addition to being part of AAVL but would I still have to obtain 501c3 status on my own so, so I don't know. It depends on how the Braille Revival League and Michigan is. So 
our Oregon affiliate did not have to do that because in Oregon, the chapters can either do that or fall under ACB of Oregon's nonprofit. Right. And that's how West Virginia would be if we were like, so even just my local chapter, we don't have our own 501c3. Uh, We were under, you know, the Mountain State Council. And if we were to, you know, form a special interest affiliate, it, it would be the same. Well, it would be suggested to be the same. I mean, obviously, it would be up to that affiliate, but we would suggest to them to, to do, you know, go under us. Yeah, so so it kind of, so you'd have to look at both uh, Michigan and the Braille Revival League to see if you could fall just under their 501c3. And that does require certain um, reporting to that. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the tax information and all that stuff has to go through the affiliate that you're you're under their umbrella it, right. it's but that's not a huge it, it, exactly it's, it's not easier huge, to do correct. that in a way than, than apply for your own 501c3 <laughs> i know exactly. I, i'm, I'm yeah. sure it is but, yeah so. yeah it is so so you know i'd really look you know recommend that you look at both michigan and the braille revival league and see you know if you could go either under one of those especially to start because that's you know that's what our oregon chapter decided to do is at least start that way and you know some of our chapters in Oregon there's a couple of them have their own 501c3 but several just stay under the state's umbrella and um, you know so so that's a way to get started and get rolling that's easier and then down the road if you guys decide oh hey you know this might be a better fit um, you could you know jump through those hoops at that time Mm -hmm. all right thank you so much Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for being here. All right. Danette, do we have anybody else? Oh, just a sec. Two, five, three, area code two, five, three. I think I know who this is. You can. Oh, just a sec. There you go. Allowed to talk. You can unmute. Uh-oh. Hi, Danette. This is Julie. Am I the uh, one you're talking to? I was going to oh, say. Oh, hey, Julie. Hi, yeah. <laughs> hi. Welcome. You know what? I was going to say something else, but with that last call, I just have to say one thing. You have a person on this call who started an affiliate in WCB, and that's Danette. And I'm wondering if the last caller, maybe, and Danette shouldn't connect. Danette started a WCBD, WCB Diabetics Affiliate, oh. within Washington. And we made the decision to at first do it within the state and not connect to the national group because we and and later connect if that's their choice, but because we wanted to get momentum in the state and we wanted to get momentum and support here. And what Danette did was she first of all got about, and Danette can tell you better, but five or six people who were excited, interested, and then they did the typical affiliate processes of developing a board, a constitution, getting a, you know, an account. But you first have to, I would never, never start it without engendering some interest or it just won't happen. And I recommend starting within the state so it's, it's seen as a state function and it's worked out very well and Danette certainly could give you tons more information but she started one year about and Danette you can remind me was it about a year and a half ago um yes it was the end of May 2020 yes yeah so here's a lady <laughs> on your <laughs> Lucy, call who can help talk. you <laughs> great yes, be sure yeah. and have talk to yeah. that um 
person in Michigan, because the net went through all the steps, but we encourage it at starting just under the state first to make it strong within the state. So I'm just telling you what we did. And, Not that the net um, didn't get advice from national. You know, this, this is Carrie, and I'd say, you know, the other thing is, um, you know, I, I forgot about this step, so thanks for jogging my memory. You know, the OAAVL group, started as just a side committee, you know, a group of interested people in our state. And we actually started with a younger group too. They're the mischievous misfits. And, you know, they've looked at joining. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Mischievous misfits. I decided groups needed fun names like our, our convention committee I is the it. fun squad. You know, we uh, have the techie trio for our website committee. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they started to like um like you said to get that interest going and so that gave them some yeah that gave them some time to you know make sure there was the interest and and get gain a few members um interested and so our mischievous misfits we'll see if they join next gen or not um but you know the other group started the same way they started that way and then they headed towards you know, becoming their own, you know, becoming a chapter of both the affiliate and the AVL. So, yeah, great. Exactly. All righty. Great. Well, Thank you, Julie. Thanks, Julie. All right. Do we have anyone else? Um, we did. Just a sec. Kenneth had his hand up, but he must have, but I think he lowered it again. So, but no, we don't have any more hands. No. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. Oh, oh, spoke too soon. That's okay. <laughs> Doug, you can unmute. Uh, hi. Hi, Doug. Um, I, I wanted to talk to Lucy a little. Yeah, I think you're you're sort of uh, you, a couple of people have sort of said it, but rather than focusing on the minutiae on whether 501c3 and whether you should affiliate with, you know, who you should affiliate with, first of all, figure out what is, why are you getting together? What is your purpose? What is your mission? What do you want to accomplish by getting together? And I think that will generate more interest and, you know, that will give you the, you know, you, you got to get people interested first and, and have some goals for them to achieve um, and then you can start talking about how are we going to, you know, achieve those goals. And that's when your infrastructure gets uh, put in place. But I think you need to start with your motivations. Yeah. Yep. That's the whole thing of goals in mind and that kind of thing. Yep. Cool. All right. Anybody else? Juan, you can unmute. Hello. Good evening. How's everyone doing today? Hi. Um, this is my first time on the Zoom, and um, I just wanted to say I'm learning a lot um, in this um, call. Also, I am a co-founder of an organization with some friends. It's not part of ACB, but it's here in Houston where I reside, and it's called Blind Buddies, and we're a nonprofit, and we um, help people who are losing their vision adjust to living, you know, with no sight. And I can honestly say that we, I agree with the guy that just spoke. Um, it was just some friends of mine and we decided to start this organization. We've been in existence for about three years or so since 2017. 
And um, we, it's always good to start with, you know, what's our purpose and what is the mission? And because it's not easy to, you know, start an organization and be like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. You're going to have your downfalls. You're going to have to, we're not perfect. So you're going to have to, you know, learn from your mistakes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. Very, very good. And congratulations on starting your organization. Very good. Okay. Is anybody else? No, no more hands are raised. I say so, that and then they will raise them. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> we still have a little bit of time. Um, so if there's anyone on, on the call who has ideas for future topics for presentations, uh, raise your hand and I'm ready to write them down. No hands so far. No hands so far. Okay. Well, sometimes it is kind of hard to think on the spot. Um, <laughs> so if at any time you have ideas of recipe uh, recipes, oh boy. You can go to the recipe swap for that with Sheila Young. <laughs> okay. So if, Donna, this is a suggestion maybe. It's yes. Jeanette, your, your host. Yes. What if you did like a call on how, maybe you've already done this, how important it is to, to mentor one another? Okay. I'm writing it down. I just spoke to uh, Julie's heart. I know I did. <laughs> I think we, we have that on our list, but that's okay. okay. I, I put yeah. it on here again. That's okay. Um, all right. Any hands, Danette? I don't want to leave anybody. 317, in. you can unmute. Area code 317. Uh-oh. Oh, no, maybe not. Just a sec. Maybe let me fix you allowed to talk. No, you still didn't. It still didn't do it. Just a sec. Three, one, seven. Now you've been asked to unmute. There we go. That's a good thing. That's what I wanted. Okay. I, I muted like seven times and nothing happened. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes um, Zoom does that. <laughs> I'm Pat Tusing. I do the literacy project and I kind of broke all the rules, just created my own organization and did the purpose thing first. But for blind buddies, I'd love to talk to you. You can find me by contacting Sharon Lovering. But the what I think I'd like to see, and I don't know exactly how one would do this, more outreach to older people because a lot of people say they get to a certain age and they can't attend the conventions. A lot of people don't know how to do the Zoom, you know, or there are a lot of people who per age are kind of drifting away. And I, I think that'd be an interesting discussion. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm writing it down. Uh, Lucy, you can unmute. Well, maybe we. Uh oh, oh no. Lucy. Oh, did you mute her? Uh, I'm sorry, Lucy. 
Oh, one time in one night, it's okay. <laughs> okay, Lucy. Okay. Lucy, you uh, should be able to. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm here. <laughs> I'll get Sorry, you for that. Lucy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe you could do a little presentation on what I was just talking about. On I, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Maybe more people would be interested in starting, you know, special interest things within their own state, uh, you know, not just the national groups. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Okay. One more. Jamaica, you can unmute. Can you, can you hear me now? What yeah. Uh -huh. what yes. What I think I would like to have happen is to, to have somebody talk about what a what a vice president is really supposed to be is really supposed to be doing. Um, OK, I am not I'm you know, I am I'm I'm trying to do my best with everything. And, you know, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> OK, I've got it written down the role of a vice president. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, well, thank for you. For that matter, the, the role of each officer. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. and you know, so many times, I mean, we, we do often, you know, I think we sometimes do things on president, secretary, treasurer, but we don't often do much with vice president. Mm -hmm. And and I they are a very important office. Yeah. Um, and so. you know, Donna, maybe it's not just the vice president, maybe it's other potential offices like our state has district reps um, oh, okay and some of our chapters have added offices like member reps so you know maybe looking at some of the more um you know mm -hmm. i yep. don't want to say minor because they're all very important right. offices yep. but right. some of the less known of offices mm -hmm. you can tell mm -hmm. i come from a small affiliate <laughs> that's okay though i i put a vice president and uh, various offices okay Good. yeah yeah okay some in you can unmute hey, this is kenneth I, I wanted to say earlier bring up the, the fact that our membership committee acb's membership committee has done a lot of information uh, put a lot of information on the acb's website for all of the offices and how to start a chapter. And a lot of those things are on the ACB website under our membership resources. And uh, like you know, there's a, like a guide, a manual, officer's manual there that you might want to look at and pull some information from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah they're, they're very good. I, I've, I haven't read them recently. Um, I don't, I assume they've been updated some, uh, you know. Yeah, but it's a great starting point. Uh, the yes. only things that are outdated, I noticed where they may mention tape recorder or something like that. But, you know, <laughs> these offices, though, that's a right. great place to start. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? <clears throat> Meryl, you can unmute. Thank you, Danette. Um, and You're on. Carrie and Donna, great presentation. And hi, Kenneth. <laughs> um, 
I just want to say that, yes, I have, I am the vice president of the American Council of the Blind of Maryland, and I wear a lot of hats for ACB as well, but I have read the rights and responsibilities of the president and also what um, Kenneth and other people are talking about mentoring. Mentoring is so important because I'm the chair of our convention committee for a virtual convention committee from Maryland, and I am mentoring two people from my chapter, not just on that, but on, uh, you know, other aspects of the organization. And it's so rewarding because when you get to do something that you're passionate about and impart it, and what you were saying is with the work um, and with the excitement comes action. And since I uh, became a um, leadership fellow um, in uh, J.P. Morgan Chase in 2020. I've just blossomed and done so much, and it seems like my energy is boundless at my age. <laughs> well, that that's great. I yeah, I I think anytime you you have you know like becoming that leadership fellow, that that's quite an honor. Yeah, and 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 that definitely does you know put some fire in you, and you know it, and. You know, hopefully uh, other people will apply for it. Kenneth has put that information out there to apply yeah, if you mm -hmm. had the, for the first timer and for the leadership fellows. That's so, correct. Yes, uh, I hope people uh, apply, do. apply, apply. <laughs> okay. Browning, you can unmute. Hello. Hello. So, you know, we've been listening to people and there have been questions all over. And um, the answer kind of came out a little bit ago. A great thing to do maybe would be to talk about resources for leaders, different resources that are available for leaders. Okay. All right. Let me let me write that. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Hold on. You know, I think that's a, a great idea. And, you know, maybe Donna, I don't know if you have access or if one of our other members do know what um the next couple we already have a couple uh, ideas lined up yeah um so february and and our uh trainings are are the second thursday of every month at nine o'clock p.m and in february we are going to discuss time management that's probably Important. a topic that all of us can benefit from whether we're a leader or not. <laughs> um, so time management. And then in March, um, and we don't quite know how that's going to pan out or where, you know, we'll know more after the board meeting Sunday, but we're going to do a presentation as part of the ACB leadership conference. And it's going to be talking about um, coming out of covid uh, opportunities and I can't remember the exact title. Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of it, like you know strategies to try to return to in person right. um, things and yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. So you do yeah. have two more hands, but they're okay. people that have, that have already talked. Do you want to go for them? Uh, yeah, we have a few minutes. Yeah, I, I think we can do that. Yep. Oh, whoa. We have about well, five. You can unmute. Hello again. Um, <clears throat> um, I was going to ask, how do I, how do I continue to, um, <clears throat> 
to get into these um community calls that you're, you're the leadership conference stuff like how or is there an email that i have to subscribe to or so do you get the the daily um the list of the the every day do you get an email from acb community that talks about yeah okay yes. so it, it would be on and then it, there should be one that comes i don't know saturday or sunday where for the listing the whole week right right right. okay yeah. you get those so yes. it's it, it'll be on those okay no i was just asking because i know some i know sometimes i i know sometimes organizations have their own emailing listing or whatever they call it mailers so that's what i was asking yeah um that's the easiest way to, uh, that's the way you're going to be guaranteed to get it okay okay thank you yep and that is um you know, Donna, that is one of the big resources for anybody who found us some other direction. If they found us randomly on ACB Media or or whatever, is those that community call list. There's, oh my goodness, sometimes 80, 90 community calls a week on a wide variety of topics. And there are often, you know, very good sessions put out that will really help the affiliates and you know, some of them is just fun, but some of them are very educational, very apt. That um, so, if you're not getting that email, there's I don't even know what it is. You send an email it, too. <laughs> community at acb.org. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you if you don't get the the daily uh, emails, it, it send a, an email to communityacb.org and ask to be subscribed to the daily emails. Of community and of events. Al- yeah, and you can always get information on the website of acb.org. So, yeah. Was there another hand, um, Danette, did no. you say? No. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. Well, in closing, um, I want to thank everyone who attended and participated, and thank you for your ideas. And again, thank you, Danette and Katie. And join us in February, and I believe the date is February 10th. Uh, at nine o'clock p.m. for time management, and, and I would like to say happy baking. You know, see what kind <laughs> yeah. of cake you make, right? Is it that's right. That's spice? that's right. <laughs> happy baking, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all again, and thank you, Carrie, and see you all in February.